Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Lois Wetzel, and I am the host and executive producer for The Lois Wetzel Show. And today I'm going to be interviewing Summer Bacon. She's going to be talking about hierarchy. And her opinion about hierarchies as well as uh, Dr. Peebles' take on hierarchies. This is one of those things that surface everywhere, including the spiritual community. And there are many different ways of looking at hierarchies or ranking, many different ways to define that. So we're going to be talking to her in a few minutes. And before we do that, I want to remind you that I have a website also, hotpinklotus.com. And... Um, I have a free newsletter if you want to go there and sign up. I don't share your email address with anyone because your privacy is just important as mine is. And I send out a lot of interesting information. So if you'd like to be one of those people that gets that interesting information that's not on uh, the regular newsletter on the website, send out special mailings. Again, that's hotpinklotus.com. And again, for those of you arriving late, I'm talking to, or later than the initial moments, I'm talking to Summer Bacon today, who channels Dr. Peebles. She is a world-known trance medium. We have talked before, but today we're going to be talking about hierarchies. And um, Summer channels Dr. Peebles. And today we're going to be talking about not only her opinion, but Dr. Dr. Peebles' take on hierarchies. Um, And here's what Summer has to say about her mission, that it's not to prove the existence of God and spirit to anyone, but rather to help demystify mysticism in order to empower people to create their own relationship with God and spirit. She enjoys teaching with humor and compassion because she's someone who's been there and done that. She's also had kind of rough things happen in her life, as many mystics have. Through time, Dr. Peebles has helped thousands of people find peace and purpose, including Summer, no matter what their life circumstances. Now, let me tell you who Dr. Peebles is. He's a being whom Summer channels. He was alive on Earth for 99.9 years and was a Civil War surgeon, a naturopath, and later a medical doctor. He ascended post-mortem and comes to speak to humanity through Summer. She channels Summer, channels Uh, before crowds in excess of 100 people each month. And she's been consciously aware that she was a spiritual seeker since she was 10 months old. If her name sounds familiar, she's a former contributor to Sedona Journal. Good morning, Summer. Good morning, Lois. It's nice to be back. (laughs) Thank you. I really get a kick out of talking to you. I could just do that for hours and hours, but you're a busy lady. (laughs) <laughs> so are you. <laughs> yes, it's also true. So, hierarchies, mm. they're everywhere, aren't they? Oh, yeah. yeah. Or they appear yeah. to be. Um, yeah, they, and that's, that's an interesting way to put it. They appear to be because I, I believe that uh, in Dr. Peebles' opinion, uh, those are just illusions of separation. It's a way to keep ourselves at arm's length from the world and not embrace everybody with love. And uh, he says that where he exists, there's no such thing as hierarchy. He's not looking at it as, 
I'm better than you, you know, you you shallow little earthling, you know. He's, he says he says the difference between you and me is I know I am you, which is very similar to what Jesus said. I am you, you are me, and we are as one in God. No hierarchy, no separation. Although someone's understanding might be greater, that doesn't make them better. That means they've been maybe walking the path longer. Exactly, yeah. I mean, that, it's, it's kind of funny, isn't it? Because some people would say, well, if you come to that awareness, then you're an enlightened being. And then all of a sudden that establishes yet another uh, you know, idea of hierarchy. And separation. Yeah, as if being enlightened is better than not being enlightened, and it really isn't. It's just another point in the journey. And, and mm-hmm. I look at it very simply like um, looking at uh, a kindergartner, and someone who is getting their doctorate in you know philosophy or something, which one is more spiritual, which one is more enlightened or better than or more no valuable. better than yeah, exactly, and uh it becomes more difficult when you look in our society and in our world at the the wide variety of people that there are from you know the really compassionate, beautiful spiritual teachers to uh you know somebody who's killing women <laughs> you know it, it just doesn't make sense you know how can we say that there's no hierarchy that that's not maybe a lesser form of human being than somebody who's being compassionate and caring and kind but the truth is from Dr. Peebles' perspective and I I embrace this myself is that at our core every single human being is exactly the same Every person is made of love. Every person is seeking love and to to receive it and to give it. But sometimes we just don't quite get it. And it takes a little while, maybe a number of lifetimes of coming back to the earth to get it right and to finally understand. You can try you can try on all kinds of different hats here, but the only one that really works is laboring in love. And that's it. Cuz that's the point of our journey on the earth. And that's what, you know, pretty much I think every religion at the core of every religion is that we are here to seek and to receive love, to give and receive love. I got into really big trouble last week on YouTube. Someone had posted, I found it on Facebook, about some woman from Africa who was hunting down child witches and torturing and killing them. And there were all these comments, and that she was planning to come to the United States. And I'm going, holy guacamole, surely she can't get in. But there were all these comments full of rage and hatred. And I said, whoa, wait a minute. Send this woman love, not hatred. Her demons, and I put them in quotes because not everybody believes in them, her demons will feed on your rage and your hatred. Mm -hmm. If you send her love, you take away what it is those demons are trying to get to feed on. Oh, boy, did people email me with great, uh, thank goodness I got a pseudonym on there. (laughs) (laughs) People sent me some real hate mail. I went, ooh. Oh, that's too bad, isn't it? That's that's very sad. What a sad uh, testimony to their their spirit. I, I don't see that that's any different than the woman hunting down the children and killing them. Right. It's any any kind of thought form hatred. like of, of hatred is contributing to that. You're, you're yep. buying into it. You're feeding the monster. Yep. And that's a hard one for people to understand. And mm-hmm. I mean, definitely, if um, you know, if if you were the mother of one of those children, 
and the woman was out to kill your child, it would be very hard to be sending her love. But, you know, there was a woman, I guess there was a um, a multiple uh, shooting in, in, in Ohio this past week um, at a school, and a student presumably had, had shot a couple of other kids, and I think a couple of them died. And one of the mothers of, of one of the boys who died was asked, what would you say to the shooter? And she said, I would forgive him. And everybody was just shocked, you know, forgive him. And she said, yeah. She said, forgive him. He knows not what he does. And she said, we have no right to judge anyone until we've walked a mile in their shoes. And she said, she said, my son, I don't understand why he died, but I believe that there is a higher purpose in all of this. And I trust that God is involved in this, and whatever happened is meant to be. She said, I may not ever really know why, but I trust that it was meant to be. And I thought, my God, what a woman. This yeah. woman should be on, on stage and talking to the public and mm-hmm. and ministering to the masses as far as I'm concerned. Because, right. wow, the proof was in the pudding there because she really she really walked her own talk. She said, that's what I taught my son. I taught him forgiveness. I taught him not to judge people. You know, you, you just can't, you don't know why they're doing the things that they do. And, my God, when it came down to it, she's living that very thing. How incredible. She walks her talk. Yeah, she definitely does. Yeah, the, you know, I mean, I don't know how many people who are listening and really understand what it is that I do as a trans medium, um, but... Part of my my journey to become a trans medium, or what some people would call a channel for Dr. Peebles, um, my my journey has been to learn about surrender and really surrendering in total trust of God, and surrendering my body so that Dr. Peebles can use my voice, my vocal cords, because I I am a trans medium. I'm not um, speaking the words. I'm not a conscious channel. I'm actually saying, okay, you go ahead, you take my mouth, my tongue, my my vocal cords, and you talk to people, and I just let them take take over my body, and I do that in total trust and knowing that That's I'm not incredibly going to be, brave. I mean, that is it, incredibly <laughs> brave. I could never do that. <laughs> it, that it was so uh, brave. It, it might seem really kind of weird. <laughs> no, it's not. It's <laughs> extremely courageous and trusting of God. Yeah, well, when I when I set out to do this, I have to say, you know, because of my my mystical tendencies and abilities since I was a little girl, I didn't really know what those things were. I would see spirits, hear spirits. I was being bombarded by information from the other side, but I really didn't understand it because I was just a I was just a young kid and and I grew up in a pretty open-minded home. Thank God for that, but I didn't really know how to make sense of all of these abilities, psychic abilities and, and, and all these things that were happening to me. And when I was in my early 20s, I had a friend who uh, was a born-again Christian. And I had had an experience where I really couldn't take any more of the, the, the conversations and things that were going on in my head. And I really thought maybe I was schizophrenic or God only knows what, except I was a functioning person in the world. I had I got a degree from UCLA. I I held a job, you know, and, and, and I, I put one shoe on at a time like anybody else. Nothing in my life was reflecting the craziness that was going on inside of me. And um, I really wanted to kill myself. I mean, I was like really 
thinking, I can't do this anymore. This is just, I can't do it. And I was working at uh, my parents' recording studio at the time. And I walked outside to get the mail, and I'm thinking, I can't do this. I want to kill myself, but i got to get the mail first. So I went out to get the mail. (laughs) (laughs) And as I stepped outside, I took one step into the next, and all of a sudden it was like there were these two huge hands enveloped me. And instantly I knew who it was, I knew what it was, and I heard, I love you, Summer, and I knew it was Jesus. And I kind of took a step forward and I went, wait, what? (laughs) Kind of stepped back and I felt just this unbelievable warmth. So when I told my born-again Christian friend about this, he said, he said, oh, he said, well, this means you're born again. And I said, oh, okay. And so I embraced that and I thought, great, this is the answer. This is the solution. I'm free at last, you know. So I started praying really hard, and I started going to this Christian church and everything. And and the more I prayed and the more I went to the church, the more I spoke in tongues, the more bizarre things got in my life, and the more I seemed to hear spirits rather than getting, you know, pushing them away because my, my friend said, those are demons. You've got to pray and, and get get rid of the demons. But, you oh, know, boy. the so-called demons weren't telling me anything bad. They were telling me good things. Mm-hmm. So, I was, so I tried to pray to get rid of these demons, you know, and that whole thing is, of course, all rooted in hierarchy, you know, yeah. the lesser beings and the greater beings. And, 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 and so I, I'm praying to get rid of these demons, but the voices got louder. And I'm like, what the heck? And I thought, I, I really, I really thought now this is it. <laughs> now I'm really going to kill myself. And I remember I was, I was driving along one day, going home, and I thought I can't do this anymore. I had just gotten out of church. I can't do this. I said, I said, God, what is this? I said, I, I feel like I'm so crazy. I feel like I'm such a bad person. I can't get a grip. I, I'm so afraid I'm going to go to hell and all this stuff. And I wasn't raised with that mentality at all. This was just something that came in at that age. And I thought, I'm, I, I, and I'm so, so scared I'm going to go to hell. And I suddenly hear this voice that says, even if you go to hell, God will be there. And I said, What? Wow. And I hear, I hear, I will be there because I am omnipresent, which means I am everywhere. Yeah. And he's, and I hear, and there will still be a chance for your redemption. And I suddenly realized all it all it came down to was a thought form. Uh-huh. And I realized all I had to do was think, you know, realize that God's love is real. That's the only constant. That's the only real thing that there is. And this moved me into a journey that I took as a trans medium to become a trans medium where I decided, okay, if God's love is real and really, really real, I mean, I wanted to know that God loves me, God's watching out for me, and that's when I decided to surrender and say, okay, whatever this is, all these voices and everything else, come and get me. And I said, God, I put it in your hands. If it's Satan, it's Satan. If it's the angels, it's angels. If it's you, it's you. But I can't do this anymore. I'm handing the whole kitten caboodle over to God. And I did this for a year, night after night, saying, come and get me. And I had the most remarkable experiences, beautiful angelic beings visiting me. It was just Uh incredible. And after a year, I thought, well... 
<laughs> I guess I got my answer, you know. I and uh, and from there, that's when I started to teach myself about how how to surrender my body because I had seen Thomas Jacobson, who was an amazing trans medium, who's no longer doing the work, but a, a remarkable one. Um, there's a book about him called To Dance with Angels, which is just fabulous by Don and Linda Pendleton. And uh, it's just a, you know, it, it, it's all about him and Dr. Peebles, and it's fabulous. And uh, Thomas was just, you know, he was my mentor um, in some ways. I'm not mentor in that he taught me, but I, I learned by watching him. And I realized I got to I gotta be able to surrender my vocal cords to Dr. Peebles. So, yeah, and so, you know, that... That was my experience with hierarchy, and I finally realized there's nothing that really matters here except God's love. That's it. That's that's the that's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And you know, for some reason, I'm feeling like I need to say something about what you said about God saying, even if you go to hell, I will be there, and you can mm-hmm. still be redeemed. Just mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, I was listening. I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and think, oh, I better turn on coast to coast. There may be a nugget there for me, and I stay awake a few minutes, and then I turn it off and go back to sleep. Here was the nugget I picked up a couple of weeks ago, and it's a guy who's now a minister, but who was not until he had a near-death experience in which he really actually went to what he describes as hell, which was mm-hmm. a place where dark beings were all beating each other up and kicking each other. And he was just getting beaten to a pulp, but he couldn't die. And he mm-hmm. finally called out, if there is, he thought he was an agnostic. He said, if there is such a thing as Jesus, please come get me. Mm. And this being came and surrounded him in loving arms and held him and carried him to the light. And and he said, I'm not supposed to be going here. This is a mistake. I'm not supposed to be in heaven. And mm. Jesus said, we don't make mistakes. Mm. And the guy, oh. yeah, took him to heaven. Uh, he survived the near-death experience and came back and changed his whole life. He's now oh a man. Oh, my God. cannot remember the fellow's name, but I was like, wow. And that just totally wow. resonates with what you were told. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I it's it, and it and you, what you just said may, reminded me of something I've been thinking about this week, which is um, you know, sometimes you you see a lot of things like, you know, why do good things happen to bad people? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and when you when you look out, how did that person how is their life exalted like that? How is it that they end up with all this money or they they have this incredible experience, their children are all just perfect, and yet this person is really a rather corrupt and, and unkind individual? How yeah. is it? Uh-huh. Well, it, it, this is what I was thinking. It, I believe that God, as it says, I mean, in the Bible, and I'm not a Bible thumper or anything, but I love the stories that are in there. I think they're very, very good teachers for us in so many respects but where it says that god is no respecter of persons and i wondered what that meant well it's really you know god does not see you as being better than me or me as better than you or the person who's in jail for for murdering 10 people as being better or lesser than he loves all of us equally 100 percent and all it takes within that person within anyone is just a simple change of heart from this moment to that moment that says, you know what, God, I love you, and I believe, and I and I believe in me. I mean, one of the best gifts we can give to God is to love ourselves too. And once we start 
putting our thoughts towards love, it attracts all kinds of things. It can attract money. You know, we love ourselves enough that we're willing to receive those gifts into our life. And and so I was looking at that and I realized it's not about what you've done or the bad things that you said and all these things that you you think are making you a bad person. So many people have such a, you know, thank God we do and so many people do have such a strong conscience, you know, and they, they beat themselves up, though, because whenever they do anything wrong, oh, I shouldn't have glared at that person or, you know, I, I should have picked up the ice that fell out of my cup. And, you know, they can get really hard on themselves. And But the reality is God loves us regardless. We create our own reality. Our our existence is the point of our existence. We are the point of our existence. We can make ourselves as happy or as miserable as we want to. It doesn't matter to God. He loves us anyway. You know, um, because God so. is love, and that's all that's love it. can do is love. All love can do is love. And it just keeps going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny. It doesn't stop, you know? So it's pretty, it's, I I just, I've been practicing this myself lately because I I think like everybody, you know, not maybe everybody, okay, that's a blanket statement, but I think a lot of people right now, because of the economy, because of the ways of the world, and, and so much stuff that we're, dealing with right now on a on a global scale um i think a lot of people and I, I see it in all my clients you know from every walk of life i can tell you i see it doesn't matter whether they they have money or not there's a lot of anxiety right now and a lot of frustration and even i think a lot of boredom too because things just aren't moving you know our houses aren't moving our lives seem to be stagnant in so many ways um and and everybody wants to get a little bit more movement going here and um and i just you know i i i see it in in, in so many people's lives and i i was realizing it's in my life too and i said okay you know what while I'm waiting for something to happen, I'm going to focus on loving God. And every time I have an issue in my life that comes up, I'm going to ask God for help. And I'm going to just put my emphasis on asking to receive love in any situation that comes up. And I'm telling you, it's just amazing the things that happen. It's it, 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 it's it, it seems to accelerate the answers, the solutions. They come in so magnificently, and I don't have to sit in a place where I'm trying to take control or take charge or make anything happen. I'm just in a state of surrender. Okay, God, you know, when you're ready, I'm ready. And if you're not ready for me to have this, then I trust that and, and just stay in that place of trust. And it makes the days so incredible and so so unusual things happen. I, I really I challenge everyone to try that, you know, for at least a week. Just see what happens if you put love first in everything. And it's it's pretty remarkable. It's a way of being in a state of allowing and acceptance. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I call it when I when I teach my channel channeling classes i call it um surrender and vulnerability and those two things are the keys to becoming a trans medium and they are the keys really to having any kind of contact with spirit or god by being having this uh, this loving allowance and surrendering and saying okay 
I open myself to receiving light, love, inspiration, and truth. And being vulnerable enough to say, I release myself from the confines of the earth, the body, and the mind. And say, you know, come and get me. <laughs> and and it's just amazing what happens. Just amazing. And I can't say I'm a master of it, but I've worked very hard on it. And And every time I stray from it, my life goes to hell in a handbasket pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. As soon as the um, ego starts to try to control events. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. you get into the pity party and, what about me? Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Sometimes uh-huh. I make myself sick. <laughs> Whereas when you surrender to spirit, what you need comes along. Not what you think you need, not what uh-huh. you want, but what you actually need. Don't you find that to be true? Yeah, yeah, I I absolutely agree with that because I think sometimes we think we need something in a particular way, but mm-hmm. it's not really that's not really the case. There's uh there's so many things I can say, you know. I look at my life right now and I think, yeah, here I am a spiritual teacher, internationally renowned and blah blah blah. And you know, I should be like this shining example of of you know God showering His love and attention on on me because I'm this great spiritual teacher and you know, but the, the reality is I'm just a person. I love God with all my heart. I trust God with all my heart, and I'm like anybody else. I lost my house. I went bankrupt, and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I mean, why did that happen? It took me so many years to, as a single parent, you know, taking care of my children and doing everything on my own and running a business and I finally finally get my home. I finally buy a house. I'm thinking, "Yes, I've made it," you know. <laughs> and then it's all taken away from me. And I thought, "Wait, what?" But I've really looked at that over the last 3 years and I realize God has given me so many gifts in that. For one thing, I don't have any bills to pay, <laughs> which is really kind of nice. I have just a few that I can really manage. Um I don't have the hassle of taking care of the house, which was really taking up a lot of time. Uh, as a you know single person and and having to do it myself and um and it's opened up this this wonderful space to be able to do a lot of hiking and exercise and um i know i'm i'm my parents are getting older and i I love them dearly and I take care of them and you know run errands and I have this incredible luxury of just having more movement in my life and and I think God. That's the gift right there, having this autonomy of just, hey, I can get up, my day is my own, and I can, move, I am free to move about the earth, you know. <laughs> God has done a pretty darn good job for me, as far as I'm concerned. It's pretty beautiful. It really is. You know, some if I if I let myself go into the what about me pity party, you know, why did you take my house? Why, why, why? <laughs> and it's uh, but. Yeah, you know, I I quickly get out of that because that's just that gets boring, that gets dull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I want to tell everybody the chat is open right now. If you've got questions that you want to ask on the chat and want me to uh, direct to Summer, uh, go ahead and do that. And the other thing is, if you want to call in and ask a question, be sure you hit the number one after the uh, switchboard picks up so that we know you want to ask a question. The call-in number is 347-945-5309. Okay. So how did you uh, get to the place where you decided you wanted to focus on hierarchies or thinking about hierarchies? Is there a particular um, group of events or anything like that that you can talk about 
or yeah, and I, I will do so um, uh, with discretion. But okay. um, yeah, I uh, I recently um, ha- well, there's a few things. For one thing, in my work, which is considered to be new age work, um, I don't I don't particularly consider myself to be new age, which is kind of maybe silly to a lot of people. But I'm not one of the I'm not I don't um, you know I'm not listening to new age music and I'm not eating organic foods and I don't do a lot of the things that are real you know a lot of people embrace in the new age community thinking that these things are going to make them deeply spiritual if they do all these things in the right order and recycling and and I mean they're all wonderful things it's just not things that I do and I'm sorry but I just don't I'm I'm just too much of a kind of a regular regular gal, you know, and um so but I look in, in in the new age community a lot of times and and um I looked it up online one day to to find out where the new age community came from and and basically it was something it was a way for people to break away from the church still be spiritual, still explore spiritual ideas and mysticism and everything without the, you know, the dogma of the church. But with that, out the window went any talk of Jesus um, in some communities, really not even talking about God, but more uh, focused on spirit. And a lot of times what happens is there's a lot of emphasis on, um, like Archangel Michael might be the one that's exalted as the their own personal God, or St. Germain might be the one that's exalted as their personal God. And these communities develop around these different angelic beings. And I love Archangel Michael. He's a great guy. You know, St. Germain rocks, you know, the whole thing. But what about Mac, the truck driver, who who ate hamburgers and drove through the deep south and ministered to people about life after death and got down and dirty, you know, and and was with the with the everyday man? And what about Jesus, who, who went into the the den of thieves and the prostitutes, uh, you know, had had dinner with the prostitutes and everything? What about these people? Um, Doctor People says there was a man, Mac the truck driver, who is an enlightened being, and, and oh, an enlightened really? being, uh, yeah. And I mean, why not? Because well, there could be, I? yeah, there could be a Lois Wetzel who's an enlightened being on the other side, but we never talk about her. You know, it could be it could be your grandma, it could be a child who 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 died yesterday, who's enlightened, but we never talk to them. We never see them as being an enlightened being. And so that that sort of hierarchy bothers me because when when I'm teaching channeling, one of the things that I've seen through the years and I've, I've get, conducted many, many, many workshops um in many different forms a lot of times people they they latch on to ah i'm going to channel archangel michael or i'm going to channel dr peebles and so they might sort of go into a trance like state and all of a sudden yes yes here's archangel michael and i feel his big wings and he's this beautiful being and i am channeling this this ascended master and all this stuff and it's like oh my god you know, try channeling, you know, prove to me what kind of channel you are by channeling Mac the truck driver. I'd really like to hear what he has to say. I'd really like like to bring it down to earth a little bit. And I, I tell people, you know, you can't channel Archangel Michael until you can channel your own voice. 
How are you going to let through this compassionate, caring, beautiful being if your if your windpipes are all gunked up with a bunch of garbage and and you know incompassionate behavior? How are you going to really be a pure channel if you're not living a life as a pure being, as a pure person? And but it it's not about channeling Archangel Michael. So this is that's where I started thinking about this hierarchical thing. Is you know there's even hierarchy where. Um, Someone told me once that I would be a better channel if I didn't eat cheese. I thought, really? I mean, really? You want me to put my power in the cheese? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think the only cheese, thing cheese really does make your throat get a little bit scratchy or, or gunked up with mucus. But I mean, maybe that's what they were talking about. But no, they were really your ability they, they, to channel. How local oh, is that? Yeah. There. Wow. Oh, it's so. It is like. There are so many people who believe truly that what you eat will make you a spiritual person. Hmm. And I used to think that too. I was one of them. I ate organic food until I was practically destitute because it was so expensive, thinking that was going to change me in some magical, miraculous way. And it didn't. And I I really thought that that was going to be the, the key to enlightenment was to eat proper foods. I thought I was a bad person if I didn't eat organic or I was a bad person if I ate meat or I was a bad person for any number of things that I might have, you know, put in my mouth having a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not what makes you a good or a bad person. Those things are just that's just food. You make your choices there, you do what you want to do. I don't care. I don't think God really is sitting there going, "Thou shalt not get into heaven if thou eats meat." You know? I don't think so. You know, yeah, thou must eat I, organic I think, foods. <laughs> the thing about the thing about eating meat or not eating meat has a lot to do with what you've done in past lives. If you've done that in past lives, that's a level that we go through vegetarianism, uh-huh. but it is not the ultimate. Can we open the line for a couple sure. of questions? Okay. Yeah. The first person to raise their hand is area code five one two. I'm gonna open the line to you now. Oh, okay. Hi, five one two, area code. Do you have a question? Hi, my name is Pearl, and I'm just so happy to hear you today. Um, You're expressing a lot of the ideas that I've tried to express to others, but a lot of times, of course, you get shut down. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's no question about it. But you know something? When when you're expressing uh, yourself to others about um, these kinds of ideas, the only thing that I can think of is just to think of it as planting seeds. And some people are going to get it and some people aren't. Some people will be drawn closer to you and say, "Hey, could you tell me more, Pearl? I love this. You know, I want to I want to hear more." And that's where you become the teacher. And some people will say, "Uh, ready then." And sometimes it's not because they're in disagreement with you. It's just you are introducing some kind of like a mind-blowing idea they've never even considered before. And it might take them about five years to process it. (laughs) And then you'll get an email saying, remember what you told me five years ago? Wow. (laughs) And then they can finally respond. (laughs) And I also um, am very curious, and I meditate, and I haven't been doing it much lately because I went through losing my property, had to move, had to rent it out, and I kind of went through what you went through of, but I went into the, oh, woe is me. But I've gotten moved, mm-hmm. and I realize now that I've been given something better, actually. Uh-huh. Um, so one time in meditation, though, I did see a, a lady, and, you know, what 
advice would you give to me when you see a being? You know, I didn't even think of me. I didn't even think to test the being, but I asked her if she was my grandmother, and she said no. But she didn't say anything. She just kept looking at me. Uh huh. Well, you, you're you're doing the right thing. Uh, you know, first of all, I wouldn't. I I don't um, personally test any beings. I just say hi. I see you. I hear you. Who are you? And I ask them, and they they'll start interacting or not. And sometimes, if they don't want to tell you who they are, there's a good chance they're just there playing around with you. And you can say, you know what? If you and you just be very honest. I mean, you can be just really downright honest like you would if somebody walked into your home and you didn't know them. Hi, who are you? What are you doing here? And if they don't okay. want to talk, you say, you know something, you don't have any permission to be here. I think you need to go somewhere else. And uh, <laughs> I can tell you a fantastic story about my my personal assistant who is an incredible healer and um, incredible, incredibly spiritual person, but she's just a regular lady. She's she's in her 70s, and she's just so, so real. And she said she was meditating one day, and she saw all these kind of pirate characters who came in and said, hey, and they were being real kind of rough and, uh, and, and talking to her. And she said, now, you're allowed to stay here, but this is a light place. And if you're going to be here, I, you have to be on your best behavior and I want you to go change your clothes. <laughs> and they did. And they came back and they sat rather sheepishly and watched her while she was working and doing her healing. <laughs> and and it was a way for her to help them and to heal them instead of, you know, saying, oh, my gosh, it's a bunch of pirates. What am I going to do? And and being afraid, you become the teacher. You know, they're in spirit. Sometimes I've even, even said to them, you know what, you're dead and I'm not. <laughs> Oh, interesting. <laughs> Sometimes I don't yeah, know. I have, seen, I have seen figures, but it was dark. And I then saw that they were all white and they flowed. Mm-hmm. And one did, you know, because I was asking for, give me some important information so I can use my abilities for something important. And you really have to ask yourself, wait a minute, do I really want to do that? Because it's it's more than what you bargained for, really. Um, but they did give me a last name of a person, and then there was this horrible accident um, that happened a couple of days later, and it was the person's last name that they had given me. Oh, oh yeah, and that's it, a tough one. It, it was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. If I can get to where I can come in contact with things, you know, I think it's an amazing thing. But Oh, it um, is. My abilities are strange. They come and they go. They don't, you know, I can't control it. Like I'll Uh get a thought and I'll think, oh, that's a weird thought, you know, and I'll kind of push it away. But then what I thought will happen. Right. You know. Right, yeah. You know, um, when I was in my teens, I was 17 years old, um, I would dream the next day's news headlines. And I didn't, you know, I wasn't watching the news or anything else. These would be things that might happen overnight. And I I had a dream about a school bus filled with children in France that slid off the side of a, a uh, muddy road and all the children died. And I woke up in the morning and I went to the newspaper and sure enough, that's what happened that night. And I, I was really getting upset because this went on for about a year and at that point, I still didn't understand, you know, what was happening to me. But I said, God, 
I said, why am I having these experiences of seeing things before they happen if I can't do anything about it? And I hear, well, it's just to show you that you're psychic. (laughs) I went, oh. (laughs) And once I got that, I went, oh, I'm psychic. (laughs) All those things stopped. I didn't I didn't see the headlines anymore and then I was on to my next level of training. So sometimes those things that are happening to you are just, you know, levels of training. Also, if you, you know, I don't believe in it, you have to surround yourself with white light cuz Dr. Peebles tells us we are that and we just forgot <laughs> and uh, and that we don't have to necessarily say any prayers of protection, but if you if you feel like you want to have some guidance, there's nothing wrong with asking to have a gatekeeper, a teacher, someone who will say, okay, here's your next lesson so that you can trust when you're striving to go into trance or you're meditating and you see somebody come along, ah, okay, this is the next uh, this is the next phase of my, my learning here and Dr. Peebles must have sent the spirit. Okay, who are you? Blah, blah, blah. So you always know that you're always being set up in an appropriate way for your own mystical growth. Does that Does that yeah. help at all? Yes, because you want your vibration to be high, I've been told. You don't want to go into it with fear. Exactly. No, you've got to just go into it with love, because if you're in it with fear, that's going to attract all kinds of garbage. That's what I tell people is that your intention um, is very important. Yeah. You You don't want to go into it with negative, dark thoughts. Right, exactly, exactly. We've got a couple of other people with their hands up, so... um, what were, what were well, you thank saying? Thank you now? so much. I you said, you're I welcome. Thank you. Very well. thank, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. It was wonderful. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Next, I'm going to open the line to area code 208. Hello? Hello? Summer? Hello. Are you? Yes. Hi. Hi. Summer, it's Stephanie. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Stephanie? I'm good. I just... I wanted to uh, tell you thank you so much for your love this past year. Oh. And for Dr. Peoples assisting me. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So I wanted to let you know I'm doing really good. Thanks. And I do have one question. Okay. Since I've started this process of channeling, I am questioning myself. Mm-hmm. How, when you first started, how did you feel that it was not you, not <laughs> like bringing through your yourself when you were channeling? How yeah. did you know at what point that it was really another being? You know, it, the, really the only, there's a few things. I mean, physically I feel it. Right. And it feels a little kind of odd it's like it's like when you're in trance if you you know have them open your eyes it's like you're looking through their eyes it's almost like right. you're you're wearing their eyes as the glasses or something mm-hmm. and and you'll feel it in your body you'll definitely be feeling the the physical tugs and pulls but mm-hmm. the really the only way to finally have that proof and that that evidence is it's the old, you know, proof is in the pudding kind of thing. You just got to channel a lot, and you got to be willing to bring people in right. and say, "Can I try this out on you?" And you mm-hmm. ask them to be real honest with you, and that's the tough part: is this mm-hmm. real or is it not? Mm-hmm. And the more you do it, the more you practice, and you get the positive feedback from people saying, "Yeah, that that fit." 
it might be one layer where it's like, yeah, I I, I think that was my grandma. You know, it, it seemed that way or whatever, that you're channeling their grandmother. I channeled right. hundreds of dearly departed loved ones, so that that was my first experience. But mm-hmm. um, And then they say, you know, but she didn't say anything specific. Okay, well, next time I go into trance, I'm going to surrender more deeply, and I'm going to let her talk about the flowers in her garden and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And you might hear some of the things even going on in the background, because when I'm in trance, it's like I'm on, I feel like I'm I'm backstage, and I hear Dr. Peebles speaking to the audience. It's like I'm mm-hmm. behind the curtain, you know. So, um, and, and you, so you might hear some things in the background. You might hear somebody say, you know, hey, that's her grandma. And you say, mm-hmm, yeah, right, sure. And just let her say it. Let her say, I'm her gran- I'm the grandma. And so you say, okay, I'm going to let you say it. And they do, and then that's where the magic happens. So it's a training. It's not easy. There's, there's no... You know, you, when you when you learn to ride the bicycle, you're going to fall off a few times. <laughs> That's right. just the way it is. <laughs> Does that help yeah, at well, all? Or? <laughs> yeah. My original group that I work with in my meditation group, I've been channeling for them, and they have confirmed that the information that's come through is true. So, And yeah. my voice changes and everything. So I know it's happening. Yeah. It's just like, I guess I, once in a while it's like I doubt, is this really happening? Because, like you said, I feel like I'm in the background and I'm watching this, and I think, how is that happening? Uh huh. (laughs) I know it is weird. I have to say, you know, Dr. Peebles calls me the uh, one like I'm my own greatest skeptic. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. (laughs) But that's a good thing, Stephanie, because that means that you're doing the work in integrity and you're not saying I am the great and wonderful Oz. You know. Oh yeah, no, that's not happening with me. (laughs) No, no. So that just shows your 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 integrity, and I think also that kind of humility about it really, really gets people's attention because they know, you know, you're not doing this for the kudos. You're just doing it because you you love people. You want to help them. And, uh, you know, I've been doing this since 1994. I've done thousands of sessions. And I know. I, I remember after, in Laguna. Yeah. <laughs> and I finish my open session, and I go up to my, my friend Bev, and I say, how was it? And she looks at me and just shakes her head like, really, you have to ask? <laughs> but I need that reassurance. You always want to have it. You know, okay. you want to know that, that you're not ever going to be off the, the course there. So there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm so excited that you're doing it, though. That's fantastic. Well, I, I didn't. I just opened myself up to spirit like you did, you know, after I went through last year. Yeah. And right before all that happened, I started voice channeling in my meditations, and then I quit oh. doing them during my my bout with my adventure in health. And uh-huh. then as soon as the group came back together again, it automatically started again. Wow. Oh, that's. And beautiful. I thought, well, okay. I'm just here, you know, mm-hmm. and now I'm very. It's very clear to me. This is what I need to do. Plus, do my teaching. So, yeah, it's it's interesting that you bring up, you know, because I, um, the the whole health issue and stuff. Um, I was just talking to a woman this morning, who has uh, chronic fatigue, and she's and I look at her and I go, "You are a channel. You're a mystic. I know <laughs> you are." Yeah. And I told her, I said, "You might want to consider." instead of focusing on trying to fix your health, try fixing yourself in terms mm-hmm. of surrendering into the truth of who you are as the mystic that you are. And she said, huh? She said, really? And I said, yeah. I said, when I first went into trance the very first time, I had the most excruciating pain in my back that had been there for 15 years. 
and nobody could tell me what it was. Nobody. Mm-hmm. I went to doctors. I went to chiropractors and acupuncturists and all this stuff. The minute I, I went into trance for an hour, my husband at the time just sat there with his jaw dropped on the floor. And when I came <laughs> out of trance, and and the pain was gone. Wow. Uh, so, you know, sometimes we, we mystics, we can be pretty stubborn. <laughs> yeah, very. Get cornered by ourselves. <laughs> yeah, too bad I sometimes have to learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I had so many, so many mystical experiences when I was going through the chemo and everything. And you've mm-hmm. seen, I've written about it and everything. And it's yeah. just amazing how spirit works through us when we are open to receive it. Yeah, that's just, that is beautiful. And I just wanted to, again, thank you for honoring me so much all last year. I no. feel very blessed to have you in my life. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. I mean, I just, you know, I'm so glad to hear that you're doing so well. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let somebody else visit with you, and I just, I am I'm blessed that you're around everyone and all of us and sharing all your adventures with us. Thank you, Stephanie. Have a beautiful day. You too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Well, we had a couple other people with their hands up, but they have hung up in the interim. So um, <laughs> everything happens like it's supposed to. So, uh-huh. uh, what do you? Uh, what else would you like to talk about this morning? Jane? Well, you want to you want to say a quick hello to, to Dr. Peebles, like we always do. That's right with me. If that's if you feel like doing it. Oh heck, why not? I never feel like channeling. I'll be honest with you. Really, <laughs> it's not my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hear like, you. It's like undergoing general anesthesia every day, and, and you lose kind of that hour of your life. But I'm, I love doing it for you because it's just too much fun because I like to hear you giggle afterwards. <laughs> do you know? I giggle afterwards? You do, yeah, I think really? so. Really? <laughs> How about that? I, I did not know it. <laughs> I'm going to put you on speakerphone. Okay. Can you hear me, Lois? I can. All righty. Here comes the good doctor. God bless you, Dr. Peoples, here it is a joy and a blessing when man and spirit join together in search of the greater truths and awareness. God bless you indeed, my dear Lois, you are a beautiful spirit. My goodness gracious, my dear, a fantastic, if you will, conversation with our channel here. No hierarchy, God bless you indeed, at all. We are not here because we are better than her. And certainly, my dear friends, we love this channel so very much. She's doing everything that she's ever promised to do for the world. How beautiful, how wonderful. And you, my dear friends, you're doing everything too so we love you just as much god bless you indeed dear lois you're a fabulous person a wonderful being and certainly through this discussion of hierarchy you have learned so much about yourself in terms of realizing that you are just simply one and the same part of the world of everyone god's spirit of summer of yours truly here no separation ever god bless you indeed as you relax into your discussion you realize you're just pretty much made of the very same stuff seeking, if you will, very similar adventures, the adventures that take you into greater and greater love. So, my dear friends, there is no hierarchy. There is no up. There is no down. If you consider your life in terms of this, realize, my dear friends, that on the other side of the earth, there's somebody whose up is a little different than yours, and their down is a little different than yours. Their sky is different, God bless you indeed. There is no right or wrong. The sun is shining and it's not, all at the same time, God bless you indeed. There is, my dear friends, no right or wrong. There are only decisions. There is no, if you will, uh, uh, if you will mistake that you can ever make. There is only growth. 
And if you come to understand this, no longer will you be lording over each other, right or wrong, uh, if you will. You will not be lording death over one another. You will find that eventually, if everyone would come together in this collective consciousness, that what you're seeking is to touch and be touched by the world, to love and to be loved, my dear friends, you would find that you would dissipate wars. You would find, my dear friends, that a person who's coming after you with a knife can suddenly be disarmed because they see such love within your eyes. God bless you indeed. And suddenly, my dear friends, your journey upon this school called Planet Earth is about growth. And suddenly, my dear friends, awaken every morning and say, thank you, God, for the opportunities for a growth here today. I ask that my journey be a gentle one, entering into your love, speaking with your truth, and if you will, radiating that love to everyone in every situation. God bless you indeed. And uh, my dear Lois, uh, would you understand and would you have any questions for us here today, my dear? I understand. I And I um, am wondering what uh, purpose do people that we, like the woman who is the child witch hunter, what purpose does that kind of experience serve for mankind to know about people like that? Yeah, well, there are people like that who really, what do they teach, my dear friends? Uh, think about it for a moment here. They teach compassion. Now, how can that be? Well, because you hear about such things and you say, wait a minute, that's a terrible situation. How could they? And you start to think in compassionate ways about uh, the children, about how everyone ought to be loving to each other. You start to realize that even that person who is hunting down uh, little children uh, for being witches and such, that person, if you will, is teaching you something about yourself. Look at your own life. Where are you out to kill the witches around you? Are you, my dear friends, cutting people off in traffic? Duh, my dear friends, look at that, and you'll realize that that situation in and of itself is not a very compassionate one at all. And certainly, if you will, you put your life at risk and the lives of others around you. So these situations come up for you so that you can look a little deeper, learn more about love. You are given an opportunity to give love as well, to say, all right, this person's not doing something that I care to have on this earth, Therefore, let's eradicate it. Let us not, if you will, feed the darkness with more dark energy, but instead let's give it love and light, inspiration and truth. I pray for this soul, for this individual, that they will have an awakening at this given moment, and whatever is haunting this dear woman and her spirit will disappear, that she will at long last come to the awareness that it is not necessary to kill anyone, and there is never ever anything to fear. And God bless you indeed. In so doing, you have released yourself, my dear friends, from being her captive. You have released yourself from having to, if you will, keep her, uh, if you will, miserable thoughts within your own consciousness. Instead, turning your thoughts to light. Realize, my dear friends, every time you let uh, a thought of darkness enter in, every time you stop thinking about what the murderer has done, you're contributing to the very act because you're keeping it alive. And that is not something that you truly want on the earth. What you want is to increase the awareness of love, the abundance that is there in God's love within every creature, every being. There is not one person, not one individual without hope on the earth. God bless you indeed. Does that help, my dear Lois? That's a good question, yeah? It is. It does help. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Shall we allow the dear channel to return so she can say her goodbyes? Yes, that would be good. All right, my dear. You're a beautiful spirit. We love you so very much. And uh, 
Go your way in peace, love, and harmony, for life is indeed a joy, and all you have to do is you enjoy the journey to your own heart, and certainly to your own enlightenment, is simply lighten up just a little bit more. God bless you indeed. <gasps> Hi, I'm back. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, I asked him about the child witch hunter. You might want to listen to the recording. Oh, again. oh, okay. Very interesting. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Oh. Um, so. Of course, she's there to teach us lessons. Uh huh. Yeah. Really interesting. Oh, good. So, um. So, is is there anything that you want to announce that you've got coming up? We've got about three minutes left. Well, I have an I have an open session tomorrow um in Sedona at the um Sedona Community Center. And uh it's at ten o'clock from ten until ten thirty. I uh speak for about twenty minutes and then I go into trance and we pull names from the hat. Um if you'd like to attend, um please visit my website, summerbacon.com. It's summer like the season and bacon like the food dot com. And um, and you'll find the information there, and you can also RSVP. It's not necessary to RSVP, but we recommend it because we usually end up having a, a full-capacity crowd. So um, it's only $5 to attend. I just like to make it really accessible for people so they can just have the experience and and um and, you know whether they're skeptical or not doesn't matter to me they learn about themselves as they're listening and watching and deciding whether they believe in what I do or not so um it's just a, a nice demonstration for them and uh I do have a uh, I am starting to do channeling classes for serious students who already have some abilities or have had other classes or you know maybe they're practicing as healers and stuff called the trance class for serious students and I have one coming up a week uh, let's see on March 24th and I have just a few spots left if anybody's interested and I'll probably be doing another one in June so and, and that's a in person part- Incidentally. Yeah, yeah. I teach and uh, um, I, I, I teach and guide everyone into trance. I give you all the things that I've learned. I'm self-taught, and I give you all of my techniques that I used in order to become a trance medium. And we had a tremendous class last month where every single person in the class had an experience that was absolutely um, validating of what they are capable of doing. So it was really beautiful. And um, it's only a hundred dollars for the class. It, it goes from nine until four. We have a one-hour lunch break, and we all eat, eat together, have a sack lunch, and it's just so much fun, really, really fun, beautiful. There's just 14 students in, in each class, so it's a nice, intimate experience, too. Awesome. Thank you for being You're here. You're welcome. And again, her her website, Summer Bake. Talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, Lois. God bless okay. you. Have a beautiful Bye-bye. day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Okay, I just want to remind you that I have a couple of books now on Amazon. The first one is Akashic Records, Case Studies of Past Lives. That's in paperback and Kindle. And I recently, just a couple of weeks ago, uploaded a book to Kindle only called Edina, E-D-I-N-A, Energy Medicine from the Stars in which I explain how I came to uh, channel the information, 
from five star beings from Sirius B who asked me to bring to the earth a new form of energy medicine. Both those books on Kindle are only $2.99. If you're a member of Kindle Select, you can borrow them at this point in time for free. Library type thing. And I have a website, hotpinklotus.com, and if you go on there, you can sign up for the free email newsletter. Join Facebook, Lois Wetzel on Facebook, and Twitter, I'm H.P. Lotus. H.P. Lotus. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. <laughs>